Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Singapore Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And this week, Formula One is back in Asia for the original night race around Marina Bay. There's no race more challenging than the Singapore Grand Prix, where the persistent heat and humidity combine to make the sport's most physically demanding weekend. Driver fitness and conditioning is based around being on form for this race, and every driver has their own strategy to survive the heat. Off track, there was plenty going on in the steamy Singapore paddock, including a sudden driver announcement at Alfa Romeo and confirmation that Liam Lawson will get at least one more race to prove himself at Alfa Tauri, filling in for Daniel Ricciardo. To try her best to bring us a sense of the oppressive equatorial humidity, let's hear now from your host in the paddock, it's Julianne Serasoli. In case you haven't heard it or read it on social media already a hundred times since F1 arrived in Singapore, it is warm and humid here in the paddock and the drivers are bracing themselves for a sweaty fest as Valtteri Bottas defined really well today. Bottas, who started the day with the news that Guan Yu Zhou will remain at the team that won't be called Alfa Romeo anymore next year. I was speaking to one of the members of the team and I got the sense that this announcement was a bit rushed. And I'll explain the whole context. Okay, Joe's contract terms had been agreed a while ago, but it took a bit longer for it to be signed. Why is that? So Alfa, I can still call it Alfa for now, okay? I think everyone is assuming it will be back to being called Sauber next year before the Audi official takeover happens, but I'm not sure it has been announced. So let's keep it Alpha Romeo for now. So Alpha was trying to make Joe bring more money as they were losing the Alpha Romeo sponsorship. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And they even went to the press to leak some information that they were looking for options, which did not go down well with the Joe camp, as you can imagine. So there has been some tension in the last few weeks with the two parts. Alpha doesn't seem to have found a better package on the market. When I say package, I mean a good driver, bringing decent money, and the deal was finally done. I know that for Joe, Singapore was the perfect place for the announcement, also because of the time difference with China being none. But also there was some talk about an important board meeting happening on Friday where this uh, matter and other matters would be discussed. Well, now you know that's not what happened. It wasn't discussed on Friday because the announcement was made on Thursday. So it wasn't expected news. Everybody expected Joe to renew the contract, but it wasn't something planned ahead. That's what I felt from the team. Now there are only three places left on next year's grid. 
Logan Sargent's seat at Williams, and both seats at AlphaTauri. Most people in the paddock believe Logan is safe-ish, though his position is not guaranteed that his performances are important for the team to make this call. So it will depend Grand Prix after Grand Prix. So no pressure at all, right? And AlphaTauri has three drivers, Tsunoda, Lawson, and Ricardo, and two seats, of course. Liam is doing a great job in Daniel's place, maybe doing even better than what Rebel and AlphaTauri expected. So now there is some talk about Yuki losing his seat. From what I know, the engineers really believe in Yuki's talent and regard him very highly. So it will be interesting to see how this pans out. Coming back to Thursday in Singapore, my non-technical piece of news today is about hairstyles. I don't know if you've seen it, but Lando Norris was looking for some advice on social media for hairdressers in Singapore. He did get his haircut, but he didn't really enjoy it. He kept his cap on uh, for the whole day and didn't want to show the results. He just said it's too short, so he doesn't want to show it just yet. But we might have a glimpse of it during the weekend. And Lewis Hamilton had some blonde braids and was more happy to talk about it. He said he wanted to try something different, went for the blonde look and approved it. It's not the same style, but maybe he could give Lando some tips on where to go. <laughs> there was a lot of talk as always here in Singapore about the strategies to manage the heat and the humidity. The drivers follow some different strategies. So I came yesterday, so on Wednesday, left Europe on Tuesday night and arrived here on Wednesday afternoon. Nico Hülkenberg was on my flight, so he has chosen to arrive close to the, the racing weekend, which is not something that we usually see the drivers doing. So Albon spent last week in Thailand, where it was also hot and humid, and he said he's feeling well adapted to the heat. Stephen Ocon, he goes one step further, and he even avoids air conditioning to get more quickly adapted. Actually, there is a science behind that, and it's something I also do here in Singapore, but it's a bit hard to keep it in an absolutely freezing media center, I have to tell you. Oh, they really, every year there's this fight that we try to make them pull it down, but no, always freezing in the media center. I have run the track in the past and I can tell you it's not fun. When you breathe, you can almost feel the humidity. Drivers lose three to four kilos in fluids during the race and a dehydrated body doesn't function as well. Your thoughts get a bit foggy, the reflexes are not the same, and drivers face this on an unforgiving track with the race lasting for two hours, although it could be a little bit different this year. I'll go to this point in a minute. But it's a tricky combination and this is the one race in which physical preparation makes a difference. The ones who apply themselves during training do have an advantage here. Charles Leclerc even gave a tip of when we might start seeing this. He said that by lap 40, 45, and it's 62 laps here in Singapore, you start to find it harder to retain information. You might get thirsty and you feel really the heat after a little bit like one hour and 10 minutes in the car. 
We know there is a drinking system in the car, but you can imagine how the liquid will be after over one hour in the race. So I asked Lewis Hamilton if he uses the water bottle in the car here in Singapore, because I, I don't know if you know this, but he never drinks during the race. He never carries the water bottle, but he said he might try it out this weekend, which probably gives us a hint that Mercedes are not that far from the minimum weight. Otherwise the 1.2 of water, the water bottle could matter. But he also said that the problem is that it's basically tea after a few laps. So I don't know if it would be nice to have a very warm drink when you're sweating and exercising, right? But will the challenge be a little bit less brutal this year? So the track will be a bit different. So instead of four 90 degree corners in the last sector, they will go straight all the way. There is some construction work being done where the track used to be, so it's not something permanent. But it could be, depending on how this goes, but why? Because one problem of this track is the lack of overtaking, even with three DRS zones. The straights are simply not long enough. So adding a long-ish straight could be beneficial for racing. Could be because the first corner after this straight is super tight. So drivers weren't sure if it will be better for racing or not, or will make no difference at all. I was actually surprised to hear that so many of them liked that part of the track that was cut this year. Usually you hear that drivers don't like the 90 degree corners, but they mentioned the curbing being a nice challenge in this part of the track. So mainly Leclerc was hoping that the original layout will come back after the construction work is done. He doesn't even want to wait and try, to, try it out. He said, no, I like those corners. I really wanted us to keep them. Another surprise for me was hearing from Liam Lawson, Singapore was his favorite circuit when he was a kid playing video games. It's also, it's a bit shocking to think that a track which has been in the calendar for 15 years has been also part of a Formula One driver's childhood. Or maybe it's just me showing my age. Speaking of AlphaTauri, Daniel Ricciardo will be here during the weekend working with the engineers while he continues his rehab in order to get back racing as soon as possible. For now, a comeback in Japan is not ruled out, although it's more likely that we, he will come back in Qatar. This Friday we have the first two free practices and I advise you not to read too much into them. That was actually Fernando Alonso's advice. He said the track changes a lot throughout the weekend and the secret here is to read well these changes to set up the car in the right direction. After a day in the heat of humidity, we all try to find some food at midnight at 1 a.m. once we finish here because as you all know, we keep the European time zone while doing our work here. So we have to find a place to eat and a cold beer, please. This is one of my favorite Grand Prix and I'll explain why. And I'll also bring everything about the free practices in tomorrow's episode. So see you then, bye bye. Thanks very much to Julianne, and I can confirm she eventually got her hands on a cold drink on Thursday night. Much needed as well. 
Make sure you don't miss an update from the Singapore Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.